Good evening, everyone, listeners of the Grace, Peace, Balance radio show with Gabi abdel Today is episode 8, part 2 with Laura Lane, and uh, I know that you enjoyed um, our conversation of part 1, and I received a lot of nice comments, and I'm going to introduce her again, and we're going to have a chat about a different subject today. The subject today is how do you find your passion? So Laura is a passion test facilitator. So Laura is an inspired, loving, spiritual growth expert who has touched thousands, hundreds of thousands through her powerful stories and resiliency and strength. Laura Lane is an expert on finding peace and divine perspective, especially during the most difficult life circumstances. She inspires audiences on how to rise above life struggles, face each day with hope, strength, and courage. Laura is a published children's book author. She's a poet, artist, speaker, coach, and gallery owner. Laura's mission is to inspire others to recognize the healthy, the beauty, value, divine nature within them in order to help them, to, in order for them to feel the love that abounds in their life and is theirs to share. Her defining statement that I really love, I really love her defining statement is, I help people love again, love themselves, love their lives, create deeper and more meaningful relationships. She works with people who want to gain clarity and live an inspired life filled with passion and purpose. So today's subject is, how do you find your passion? Hi, Laura Lane. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome, and people really loved our, your, your story of last week, and um, they're even going to love you more now. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's get this. started. So the passion test, can you tell us a little bit about the passion test and what it means? I know that you asked sure. me to do some homework before, but which I never did, but can you explain a little bit what it means? Well, let me start from the beginning. So I became a passion test facilitator, facilitator because of Chris and Janet Atwood. Um, Janet okay. Atwood, Chris and Janet Atwood are New York Times best-selling authors of The Passion Test, yeah. as well as the number one New York Times best-selling authors of Your Hidden Riches as well. But when Janet and Chris first wrote The Passion Test, Janet had been interviewing people, and she had discovered that the most successful people in the world were living their passions, which is all fine and dandy to say, but what if you don't know what your passions are, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what you're most passionate about? And so she created a process mm -hmm. um, to discover what is most important to you and how to align your life with it, and she called it the passion test. And so we, we take, she has trained me now to take people through this uh, incredible process where we mm -hmm. talk about if you were living your ideal life, what would mm -hmm. that look like? And we start with answering the statement, when I'm living my ideal life, I am, and we have people answer 10 to 12 different things that would be there, that would be part of their ideal life. When, um, and this is, a, and I'm giving you exact example that I give my clients. 
when I work one-on-one with them and in workshops, this is exactly what I tell them, that I want you to imagine that I'm a genie in a bottle and I'm giving you between 10 and 15 wishes. Money is not an issue and time is not an issue. If you had your ideal life, what are the things that you would be doing? And I would have... I have people take a look at that and say, when I'm living my ideal life, I am living in a house by the ocean. I am mm-hmm. spending time with my, with my family, my husband, my children. I'm traveling the world. I'm, uh, what are your hobbies? What is your career? What does your relationships look like? And, and we start to look at all of those things. And then I take them through a process to figure out what's most important to them. Because yeah. the big secret I, is... And this is the secret from, from, that Janet has taught me from day one, that when you begin to choose in favor of your passions, every time you have a choice, an opportunity, or a decision, you need to choose in favor of your passions. And we begin to put those things first in life. And what I found is I take, these pe- take people through this process they begin to fall in love with their lives again. They realize what's most important to them, and they start living it, and they start making those decisions, and life takes on a new meaning. It um, becomes empowering to them. They know what they're doing and why they're doing it. It becomes easier Mm -hmm. to say yes to the right thing and be able to say no to the things that are not important. Because we get yeah. caught up in we should do and, and other people asking us to do something. How do you know what you should be focusing your life on? And that's what we do yeah. in this process. Yeah, exactly. And I remember, I don't know how many years it has been, Laura. I remember we had a mastermind one-day workshop, about like a mm-hmm. dozen of us. And uh, there was this one gentleman when it came to uh, what is your most uh, what do you love to do most? What's your passion? He got lost. Like he was very outspoken at, in everything when it came to the passion. He was stuck. And then we had a break. And during the break, everybody went out to get coffee, tea. You're the only one who sat down with him inside. You didn't even take a break, I remember. You sat down with him and helped him uh, during the break. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. With Susie, yeah. How many years has that been? Three years? Four years? Oh, my gosh. Something like that. Yeah, it has been. So I know how good you are. So I remember you once telling me, write down 101 things that you love to do. Yes. Can we talk so, about that? Does that, fit? That is, that does that fit with the Janet and Chris Atwood thing, or is it the, I um, a Jack that. Canfield thing? Yes, that was a Jack Canfield. I learned that from Jack Canfield in his book, The Aladdin Factor, which he co-wrote with Mark Victor Hansom. That was the very yeah. first book that I read of Jack's. Uh, well, of course, mm-hmm. everyone's read Chicken Soup for the Soul, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I read that many, many years ago, and, and somehow I ended up with The Aladdin Factor. I ended up with a copy in one of the um, work um, worksheets that he has in there, or assignments, projects, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He, I didn't read the Aladdin Factor. I have it in my bookshelf, and it's waiting for me. Um, yes, yeah, that is, go ahead. Yeah. That is, I, that's one of the books that I highly recommend to people. And okay. so in that process, he says, 
Okay, I want you to write out a list of 101 things. And before I was mm-hmm. talking about being a genie in a bottle and giving you 15 wishes. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to know. Really, sometimes people struggle with, oh, I don't know what my ideal life would look like. And so mm-hmm. I will take them back a step. And so people who need mm-hmm. that first step is, okay, I want you to learn how to dream again. I want you mm-hmm. to learn to, to recognize all the things that you would love to do in your life. And so you have to create a list of 101. You can't stop at 60. You can't stop at 80. You have to go to 101. <laughs> yeah. And I let people know you're not necessarily going to do that all in one sitting. There, I've yeah. had a few people who've done it. We'll spend two hours and do it. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times you write 30, 40, and then you step back, and, and you come back to it a few days later or a week later, and you write some more, and you start to really get into the meat of what's important to you when you get down to that, when you get to the end of that list. And, mm-hmm. and I ask people not to do what my husband did. So when I gave him the list to do, he wrote like 100 different cars and airplanes and, <laughs> and motorized vehicles that he would love to have. <laughs> if that's the case, if you have a hundred, if you want to have a collection like Jay Leno, then put mm-hmm. that on your list as one thing. I want to have a collection of cars like Jay Leno, but don't tell me every single make and model that you want to buy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you want to travel to to 300 different countries in the world, don't list every single one of them. Say, you know what, I want to visit all of the states in the United States and all the provinces in Canada, and I want to visit 100 different countries. Put that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can also say, it's where would I like to go? Who would I like to meet? What would I like to do? What would I like to learn? Uh, the experiences, things that you want to try. Some of the things that I have on my list have mm-hmm. been I, um, I've i always wanted to go on a horse-drawn sleigh ride through the snow, not a, not a wagon ride because I've done that lots mm-hmm. of times, but I want to go, mm-hmm. you know in the song Jingle Bells, they talk about yeah. the horse-drawn sleigh ride Jingle Bells. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to do with all the big fur blankets on you and a big thermos of hot chocolate and going through <laughs> the snow in a beautiful, peaceful field and not with lots of people around. I want to do this out somewhere where somebody can take me on a beautiful, real sleigh ride out in the country. Mm-hmm. That's Is that one list. of the, uh, was that one of the 101 that you wrote down? Yeah, so that's on my list of 101. I also have on my list of 101 that I'd always wanted to meet Paul McCartney and have lunch or dinner with Paul mm-hmm. McCartney. Now, I, for me, I want to travel. Um, I'd like to go skydiving. That's on my list. Oh now, there are some things that I've had on my list in the past because I've been doing this exercise for 15 years now, at oh least 15 years. Yeah. Um, when I first got the, the book from Jack Canfield. So I started making the list out. So I write out my list. And then I go back to it six months, a year, two years later, and I go, oh, I did that one, and I did that one, and I did that one. And I cross them off, and I go, well, now my list is down to 80 things, so I start over again. And I write a new list. Some of those things will transfer over to the new list, and some of them, all of a sudden, I realize aren't as important to me. And, of course, if I've already done it, then I don't need to put it on the new list. Um, But there was one time when I was making out the list, and it was important to me at the time, I wanted red cushions on my couch. 
Now, today, 15 years later, I don't know why I really wanted grid cushions on my couch. <laughs> so you can put some small things on there, too, that are important yeah. to you. A list of 101 things you want to be, do, have things you'd like to learn. Um, on my list up before, I've had, I wanted to get my teeth straight, and I wanted braces, and I finally have an opportunity to have beautiful straight teeth, and now I do. Um, yes, you do. You have such a beautiful smile. Thank you. But I have always known you like that, though, since yes, our, like, the Yes, because you met me after I got my teeth straightened. <laughs> I, went to, I went to a Jack Canfield event, which is a seven-day workshop called Breakthrough, Breakthrough to Success. At least it was seven days ten years ago. Where was now. it, in Toronto? No, this was in Arizona. He does it every summer. He mm-hmm. still does it every year. It's called Breakthrough to Success. It's excellent. And he had us write out goals. And I had written out one of my goals that I wanted to get my teeth done. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was one week after that event, I went mm-hmm. home and my tooth broke. Oh. I had had a baby tooth that had never come out. Mm-hmm. And it finally... When it was 35 years old, it just decided, no, I don't want to be here anymore, and it broke. <laughs> and I was horrified. Yeah. And so I went to yeah. the dentist, and she looked at it. She's like, I, sweetie, I can't really help you with this. I have to send you to the orthodontist. This is, this is a complicated situation you have here. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So she, sen- mm-hmm. she sends me to the orthodontist. He says, well, we're going to have to pull that out, but I think we should straighten your teeth first. This is your only chance. If you want your mm-hmm. teeth, ever wanted your teeth straightened, this is the only chance mm-hmm. you have it. It has to happen now before we put the implant in. After that implant goes in, you won't be able to straighten your teeth. So I had to do it. Yeah, so and, you attracted it like that was the fastest attraction, like law of attraction. In one <laughs> yeah, week? Yeah. Can yes, you believe that? Week. Oh, my gosh, yes. that is and amazing. When mm. I went for these dentist appointments, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. So I just knew that, like, I really wanted this, and I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And mm-hmm. I had to go to see the one dentist who was going to put the, uh, um, the, the implant in. And he, mm-hmm. So I had to see him, and then we got the braces done, and then I went back, and then he did the job. And, and I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this yet. But I said, I'll know. By the time we're ready to do the, the work, I'll have the money. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. And the orthodontist told me it was going to take two years of braces. And so I knew I at least had a couple of years to get that money together to do the next step. Well, then I'm going to see the orthodontist, and the one day he says, you're perfect. I said, oh, thank you, Dr. Delia. That's so sweet. He said, no, (laughs) you're you're perfect. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? And he's like, no, your teeth, they're perfect. And it was a whole year early. Wow. And I'm like, no, you said we're going to do this for two years. He's like, nope, we're done. We're all done. You're perfect. And so then, of course, I had to go to the orthodontist, to the next dentist, and lo mm-hmm. and behold, the money showed up just when I needed it. Wow. So that I could do the next step. Yeah. So it was incredible. And, um, yeah, so you'll find that when you do this list of 101, mm-hmm. that when you set your intention on it, these things, they start to manifest. Yeah. That, oh. And there are some things on my list that I've carried over year to year that I know that are going to happen in the future. I have a big mm-hmm. one that I want to visit 100 different countries, so I'm wa- working my way through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in my, my 100 countries yet, but I will. Um, and I've made it to, I think it's 38 out of the 50 states, and I've been to eight out of eight of our provinces so far. And 
So wow, um, yeah. Hundred countries. So oh my God! And I did, like I have visited nineteen countries, cities. Awesome. I don't wow. even know how many, how to count them. Lots of them, and I thought I was a good traveler, but a hundred countries. That is yeah, a big well, I'm goal. nowhere near yet. You beat me already yeah. on the 19, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd have to sit and count. I've been to half a dozen. <laughs> Maybe yeah. more than yeah, that. Yeah, it will but... happen. If you're, you're a manifester, it will happen. So mm-hmm. so then, okay, so there is this 101, and and you also coach people. You always coach people through the passion test, or you have a yes. different yes. technique so that you coach? Yeah, so there's two different ways that people can do the passion test. We can mm-hmm. do a workshop. Okay. And um, a lot of times people will say, you know what, can, can, I have some friends I think would like to do this, and we will do the workshop in their home. And as long as they have a minimum of six people to attend, mm-hmm. then we mm-hmm. can do the workshop. Now, we can do a workshop with 50 people as well, or 100. Um, mm-hmm. just depends on the size of the group. Yeah. And it's a three-hour workshop. It's a three-hour only? Next, pardon? The more people you have, I guess the hours have to increase. No, right? no. Still the same workshop. Three hours. And everybody's expected to write. Is everyone expected to write 101? Not, no, we don't do the 101 in the workshop. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. Because that's since you told me to do that two years ago, I, I stopped at 50. <laughs> okay, you still need to finish that for me, Gabby. I know, I know. Keep going. Yeah, just take some time. Just take a couple hours one day and finish the list. Yeah. And really yeah, just allow yourself to dream. And this is, this is a list of money is not an option and like, it's not a worry. I want you to imagine you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world. What would you do? What are the incredible yeah. things you could do? That This is a wouldn't it be so cool if yeah. list. Okay? Yeah. Wouldn't it be so cool if I could... Go and um, climb the Eiffel Tower. Wouldn't it be so cool if I had a whole month to travel through the South Pacific and go to all the, all the islands in the South Pacific? Wouldn't it be so cool if I was able to take a, a class so that I could learn um, a computer programming or how to do French cooking? Um, I took a Julia Child's cooking class. Or wouldn't it be so cool if... I had front row tickets to um, a show. Question, though. Aren't we supposed to write it down in the present moment as if it has happened instead of I had? When you write it down, do you write it down in the the present moment, right? Um, Because these ones are not complicated. This is um, I want matching bikes for my husband and I. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. just a, it's just a few words. I want to go to Paris. I want to mm-hmm. I want to meet Paul McCartney. I want to attend a Elton John and Billy Joel concert. Um, I want to. It's you just make it. You're just making a list. It's just yeah. it's just stuff. It's just easy, not complicated, long wording. Just mm-hmm. write down so you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and wow. then when we get into the passion test, mm-hmm. then then we get a little more precise. So yeah. what happens is if you're not sure what your passions are, you do this list of 101, and you send mm-hmm. it to me, and I will look it over, and I'll start to see the patterns of what mm-hmm. the things that you've got on there, and then we'll, we'll discuss it, and then I'll help you to write out 
the answer that what you're going to to put for when I'm living my ideal life and the things that are important to you on that. Important to you, yeah, because you hear people a lot of times. I used to be one of those people, and they what they say is if you ask them, do you know what your purpose is? I have no idea. Do you know what your passion is? What you what are you passionate about? They say I have no idea. I'm trying to find out. So those are the type of people mostly that would benefit? Yes, exactly. So people who are struggling, they're making a transition in their life, they don't know what their purpose is, they're feeling like, is this all there is to life? Mm -hmm. And they want more, and they'd like to to say, you know what, I I feel like I should have a purpose in life, but I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. That's where I step in and say, you know what, let me help you with that. Yeah, And I help people to learn to fall in love with their life again and find out what it is that is they really want to be doing. Because sometimes yeah. we're stuck in a job that we don't want to be doing or we feel like, mm-hmm. is life just about changing diapers and potty training and um, cleaning up the mess off the floor? And mm-hmm. realize there, there were some other things they wanted to be doing with their life as well as. Because being... Being a mom with kids can be beautiful and fulfilling, and it can be frustrating and and just downright boring some days. And then you start wondering, you know what, but there were all these things that I love too. And so we're going to talk about all of that. Because when when you have your ideal life, it's -hmm. not just one thing going on. You've got a number of things. And then we're going to learn to put those things things first. Yeah. That you can be learning to, to love everything about your life. Um, yeah. Where would you want to live? What does your career look like? What does your family and your relationships look like? Um, what What does your spirituality look like? What is What is your um, physical body? What are you doing physically? Are you, Are you exercising? Or do you have um Do you have hobbies um, that that you love or you love to be doing? When you're living your ideal life and you've got that perfect day. What would you be doing in that? And then my gift to my clients is most of the time people come to me with a rough sketch, kind of mm-hmm. like an um, ink ink um, sketch on paper. Okay. And we're going to take that black and white and gray image, and I'm going to mm-hmm. then hand them all the other colors in the coloring mm-hmm. box and say, we're going to turn this into a beautiful color masterpiece. And they will see it mm-hmm. so clearly what it mm-hmm. is that they want. So we go from this rough black and white sketch to a beautiful color um, masterpiece of their life. And then they will mm-hmm. begin to start living that life. And that's what I then nice. take the next process. Nice. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, what people wrote about you. Urer Sheikh, he said, thanks, Laura, for helping me fall in love with my life again. And uh, there's a ton of them, but I'm just going to read one more. So um, I don't know who this person is, but it says, before I took the passion test with Laura Lane, I was skeptical. I am a coach, and I thought I was living my passion. How wrong I was. I discovered my true passion where something else and all this while I hadn't figured out. I was almost like I was climbing up the ladder, 
but my ladder was against the wrong wall. Oh my God, that is powerful. Just gave me goosebumps because I think at one time in my life that is where I was. Beautiful. There are a ton of them. I can't read for people. All of them, they should go. If they go to their website, can they, can, yes. would they be able to see them? Mm-hmm. Yes, those testimonials are on my website. It's lauralane.ca. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to post it. Page. I did post it last week, and I'm going to post it again this week. And um, oh, Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome. And anything else you want to talk about? I think um, I know that I had another question for you for the life of me. Now I got, I got excited well, I, by this I testimonial. Well, I will be this, this week coming up. I'll be at the Toronto Women's Expo. I'll be yeah. in the Coach's Corner, and I'll be providing people with the first steps to falling in love with their life again. Um, yeah, and you will be giving, um, you will be giving a 30-minute free session. Yep. Yep, 30-minute yeah. free sessions so people can sit yeah. down and we can talk about um, how they start on this process. Yes, um, and, and by the way, talking about the Toronto Women's Expo, if you listeners haven't signed up yet, please, please, please do go in www.torontowomensexpo.com and sign up. This is an amazing, amazing event where like, you will come out a different uh, person and you will meet all these amazing coaches, all these amazing people. Laura Lane will be one of them, and I will be there. Um, so please go in and sign up and sign up for Laura's 30-minute session. And uh, this is going to be an amazing. It is on the 29th, next week, March 29th. So uh, when you log in, you will get all the details. Yeah. So, so when, um, when they go yeah. to sign up, when they go to the website um, mm. and they register, if they then go to torontowomensexpo.com backslash Laura, L-A-U-R-A, yes. that will yeah. take them to my page so that they can mm-hmm. sign up for a session, a free session with me. For a free session, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, you will have a lot of people lined up to... Uh, so maybe I'll line up too if I have time. I'm going to be busy, but I'm going to, well, I'm going to give other people a chance. So I will see. Uh, then if you have some time well, for I, me after we'll the event, then I'll come. On the break. We can have yeah, during the break, yeah. So uh, probably we'll do that. And um, what is your last what would you like to tell people right now as an advice up until you meet them or they meet you? What is the message about how to find your passion in one or two sentences? That no, no matter what they think, that if, if they think that they don't have, they're not sure what their passions are, or even if they are pretty sure what their passions are, Jack mm-hmm. Canfield himself Mm-hmm. Who has been? Who lives an incredible life? He's one mm-hmm. of Janet Atwood's best friends, and she took him through the passion test. And so she discovered when she took him through the passion test, he was living his top five passions. But when they went through the list, the sixth thing on the list was actually something he hadn't manifest yet, 
which because of the process he did manifest, which was the Transformational Leadership Council. Because Janet took him through that process, he realized he wanted to be spending more time with other transformational leaders, so he created the Transformational Leadership Council because of the passion test. So even if you feel like you're already living your passions right now, still Mm -hmm. I would love to take you through this process to see what more exciting things you could be adding to um, what you're already doing. What you already have. Oh, my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm sure um, the listeners or everybody can't wait to meet you at the Women's Toronto Women's Expo, and uh, definitely I will have you back again, and I will see you on Wednesday. And everybody, thank you so much. Thank you, Laura, for coming back the second time, and I'm sure I will have you again. Hmm? Terrific. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, have a good night, and uh, until next time.